0: everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host Gormy and if you're listening in chronological order you know that we took a week off. I uh, had some some family things going on, had a death in my family and just needed some time with them uh, to reflect and energize myself and get ready for y'all. So we're going to ease back into everything with a, a different episode of the forum. Today I'm taking your questions, that's right, it's an all gourmet Q&A episode, I'm actually recording at my favorite cigar bar, so if you hear some noise in the background, that's why. I do indeed have a nice cigar lit and a nice coffee with me, and uh, I'm ready to uh, tackle some of your questions. So I broke them down into different categories, uh, because there seem to be some that went together in different ways. We'll get through them all, um, and then we'll call it a day. I hope that you'll enjoy this kind of glimpse into my world and also um, some of my advice for you, because that's what a lot of these questions were about. So we're going to start with a group of questions that I call the tips. Uh, People were looking for information on some specific topics related to weight loss and keto and all those things, so we'll get started with that. I am going to keep, I didn't ask everyone if it was okay to share screen names or not, so I'm going to keep them... Under wraps when I ask these questions, but I thank everyone who submitted a question. We have about 45 or 50 of them to get through, so this should be fun. So, up first, let's get into let's dive into a big one. What are your tips for beginners? Meal tips or hacks? How to get through cravings or sugars and initial failures? And what exercise did you begin with? So there's a lot there in that one question. Um, really, my my biggest tips for beginners are don't get overwhelmed by all the information that's out there. Find the plan you think that is seems like most in line with, with what you can do and what you can sustain and get started. And give it at least 30 days, if not two months, to see if this is something that is actually sustainable and livable for you. Don't immediately decide like a week later, oh, I'm done, oh, I've, I've you know, this isn't working, this isn't right. Um, give it some time. You know, if something feels, if you don't feel well, obviously you want to make some changes. but. If it's just that you're struggling mentally, you know, push through and, and kind of build, dig into being consistent. Because as I say a lot, it's not really about being motivated. It's about being consistent with what your approach is and what you do. Uh, meal tips or hacks? Mm, I mean, I don't really, I, I think it's fine foods that are easy for you to prepare um, and that you like. And, and stick with those things that work within your eating plan. Um, for me, I find that I de-stress when I actually um, prepare my food, when I cook it myself. So cooking that food is something that helps me. But if you're someone who doesn't know how to cook or anything along those lines, you need to find maybe some intro cookbooks. Use a site like ruled.me. Grab some easy keto recipes if you're keto. And if you're not, every diet, you know there's a million recipes out there. Find some recipes that fit what you're doing and give them a whirl. Now, how to get through the cravings for sugars initial failures. This is where I might differ from some people. Um, There are a lot of people that say like to to ease into your way of eating and and move slowly. For me, I don't really agree with that. I think that you want to, I'm the kind of person that has to be all in on something. So I go all in 100% from day one. And I think it can be good if you're someone, especially someone who deals with sugar cravings specifically. Let's talk about that. You wanna eliminate it, get rid of it, all added sugars, any added sugars, and even restrict some natural sugars. Maybe take 30 days where you're taking away sweeteners of all kinds, sugar-filled and not sugar-filled. Give yourself kind of a bit of a a detox time. And I know detox is a term that's thrown around in the fitness and health community in a lot of ways that is not always appropriate. But it reminds me of the Whole30, which is a time to learn about your relationship with food. It's not even necessarily about weight loss per se. It's about identifying the way different foods make you feel. And I think that happens with sugar and sweeteners. Like, it's good to take a break and then reintroduce things as you feel appropriate and work on that properly and step by step. Uh, How do you deal with your initial failures? They're going to happen. You know, we all make mistakes. We all are going to make missteps intentionally or not unintentionally, but they're going to happen. You have to realize that picking yourself up and keeping moving is more important than what actually happened. I saw the other day on a billboard somewhere, it said, uh, forget the mistakes, remember the lessons. I I think that's really important. And as for what exercise I began with, I was so large when I started that I began with um, some simple walking. Really, it was just a few minutes at a time, um, basically to a telephone pole and back in front of my house. I was too big for machines at the gym, and I needed uh, to do something that I could do. So start where you're at. Start where you're at. Don't dive into something that you can't do, but then look for new ways to challenge yourself as you move in. Okay, next question. I am plateaued. I do keto, intermittent fasting, and extended fasting. I get extremely hungry, and I'm an emotional eater. Any suggestions for smashing through a plateau? Well, there's two couple things I'll say. First, make sure it's a plateau. Uh, I don't define something as a plateau until really it's been a month or two that your weight hasn't moved. Sometimes our body is just adjusting to um, our, our weight loss and our changes and the physical changes you're putting it through. So it can take some time. So don't freak out if you don't feel like you're continuing to lose the same rate you are in the beginning when you start losing weight. Like that's all going to change. So once you know that you're actually on a plateau, maybe start thinking about like what are you doing? Like you, this person says they do keto, intermittent fasting and extended fasting. They're extremely hungry. Um I would say like one a big there's a couple of big things especially for people that are keto. This is keto tips right here. Uh, one you're probably counting net carbs. Uh, Switch to total carbs, switch to counting total carbs. Uh, Google net versus total to figure out how to calculate those. But total carbs, you don't subtract anything. And when you count total carbs only, it, it eliminates the ability to squeeze in a lot of things that help keep those hungers alive and keep those cravings alive. A lot of the sweeter treats because you're not subtracting sugar alcohols. You're not subtracting fibers. So think about going total carb and fitting that into your plan, like, and if you were doing 25 net carbs, maybe do like 25 total carbs or 30 total carbs to start and think about that. Um, The other thing I would say is uh, you might want to look at, like, are you eating enough calories? Like, are you actually, like, have you put your body into a deficit for so long that it started to adapt? And might you want to think about reverse dieting? Um, That's something I've discussed on other episodes of the podcast with my coach, The Keto Road. And I know if you were to reach out to him, he'd give you some great information on that. Also, you could Google reverse dieting. Um, And really be consistent, make adaptation as you can. And if you honestly feel like you've hit a plateau and need to make some changes to your plan, make those changes and see what happens. Uh, It can't hurt to continue to see yourself as that main experiment in your life. Question number three, how do you control cravings for non-keto foods? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I, I think by eating keto, Honestly, I do. Um, I think eating a ketogenic uh, lifestyle, the lower carbs, and for me, a higher fat ratio um, controls my cravings for other foods. It gives me kind of a sense of when those cravings are mental versus when they're physical. And if they're mental, I can address them and I can, I can problem solve and, and deal with those. Do you actively track ketone levels? Um, that's a good question. So the person says, I always seem to be at 0.4 and get discouraged. Um, I do track my ketones at times. I have a a Keto Coach device that I really like. I found that it was the most accurate of the ones that are out there for you. And I think that uh, for me, though, I I don't track them all the time because I think for me it's about am I losing weight? Do I feel good? Is my energy good? Is my mental focus good? I try to focus on those other factors. I check them every so often, uh, one, when there's like a challenge going on or also when I just want to see how I'm doing. Like So a couple times a month, I'll, I'll give myself the little pinprick and test my blood, see how I'm doing with it. But I think chasing a ketone number is a mistake. I think you want to address those other factors. How do you feel? How is your energy? Are those things all good? Are you losing weight? You know? what's going on. And then if you, you, you aren't hitting those targets and you test your ketones and you're not in a high level of ketosis or a high, you know, moderate, you know, even nutritional ketosis, maybe look at what you're actually eating. Like again, go back to that. Are you doing net carbs or total carbs? Are you doing a lot of sweeteners? All of those things. Have you taken exogenous ketones and did I find them helpful? Well, honestly, I haven't. Um, I think exogenous ketones tend to be something that, you know, are more beneficial for, you know, a performance athlete or someone who's really kind of dialing that in, uh, and not something I've even thought that I would need to use. So I have it, simple, plain and simple. This person says, please talk about the importance of calorie counting. A lot of keto experts say not to count calories. I think there's a lot of semantics that go around. I think when a keto people, like when a keto expert says, don't count calories, eat till you're satiated. Um they still understand that you're gonna be in a calorie deficit because you're eating at a ketogenic ratio, you're eating higher fat, you're eating higher protein, you're more satiated by those foods than you would be if you were eating higher carbs and the calorie deficit comes naturally. For some of us though we have other impulses and addictions and and issues with our relationship with food where it's near impossible to eat to satiation and not overeat. You can gain weight while eating keto I'm sorry if anyone disagrees with me one you're wrong you're just you're just blatantly wrong I have put on weight while eating you know below 15 total grams of carbs um, you can you're taking in an abundance of energies you're taking in too many calories now I will say is it possible to know the exact number of calories you're taking in and burning and your body needs and all of that no but we live our lives like we have to do this with estimates and we do our best. And so sometimes tracking calories is really important for some people to help them to understand what their body needs and how much they're taking in and are they taking in enough and all of those questions. So I think anyone who closes their doors to that um, is really just missing out on another tool that could be very useful at some point. Next question. Uh, what can people of size do to combat the onslaught of healthy unhealthy food being pu- <laughs> they're not pushing healthy foods? What can people of size do to combat the onslaught of unhealthy food being pushed daily in the media? Um, my answer to this might be not what you expect, but um, stop stop watching the media. Um, you know I honestly, I barely watch any TV now when I do it something on a streaming service, so I rarely see commercials. Um, I don't see the food commercials. I don't know what the latest hot things are at fast food restaurants and all those things. Um, And I feel like I'm better off for it. So um, turn it off. It's plain, it's simple, Um, turn it off. And if it's people that are pushing it in your face, make sure those people know what your goals are and what you're doing, and if they don't respect that, they're not worth your time and your energy. This question goes back to exercise again. When you first started, what exercise routine did you do at the gym? As you became more mobile, what did you follow? Something from your gym or from your coach, John, or somewhere else? That's a good question. Like I said already, I started out just walking. Um, I actually, in the past, when I lost weight previously, years ago, had a workout routine put together for me by my friend Chris, who is a trainer, and it was just a basic, um, you know, kind of like lifting, weightlifting split uh, with some cardio thrown in, and I started doing that. Um, and kind of started slowly, and adding more exercises, and adding more exercises. And I like to see what people are up to, and you know, look at the fitness influencers, and you know, out, that are out there putting out workouts. And you know, there's so many free resources online. Um, I didn't find it that I needed to like pay someone for that information at that point. I could just um, put some things together on my own, working with that framework that I had established already, that history that I had going to the gym. Um, I found that helpful for me now i have reached different points where i felt kind of stagnant in what i was doing at the gym so i did um talk to my coach john and he put together uh, different workout plans for me and when i wanted to change it up he's helped me change it up right now um i've started with when i was working with john i started doing kind of more of a machine heavy workout um, and now we do more of a body part split where i lift five days a week um, mostly dumbbell uh, exercises some barbells and some machines Uh, I've started to tweak it on my own. I look for exercises that I enjoy um, and read more about kind of attacking the body parts at full and, you know, kind of keep that progression going. I think the more you can be involved with planning your exercise routine, uh, the better it is for you. So those are the questions that kind of deal with tips. We're going to move into some questions now that are about me specifically, you know, maintenance and me being in maintenance and and what that's like and all of those details because I know you have a lot of questions there. So the first question... Is from a fellow Rhode Islander. That's right, Gourmet's in Rhode Island. Uh, What made you decide to start your maintenance phase now? Uh, We talked about this in another episode, but I I think um, I basically had kind of pushed my body to the point where I felt like it was getting, you know, without having to go to extreme measures. Like to really kind of, you know, over the past year I've been strict keto and tracking and that's pretty extreme. Uh, But I was going to take it further and kind of get more into like almost like a stage mentality, bodybuilding stage mentality to kind of push it. And I decided that that stress was not worth it, that I was very happy with how my body looks, how my body moves specifically, where it can fit, the clothes I can wear, all of those things. And I realized that I I was happy and prouder with what I had done. And it was time to start uh, looking at other goals and putting other goals into focus. And will more weight loss come? Possibly. Will less weight loss come? Will I put some back on? Possibly. Um, But it's all going to be in line with my health and fitness goals as they continue to evolve. Uh, I had someone ask a question that I get a lot, and that's, now that I'm in maintenance, am I upping my total carbs? Um, as you know, working with my coach um, for the better part of the past, you know, a little over a year, I've been, we've been following kind of the, the DSK protocol, 10 grams total carbs. Um, we are going to start introducing more carb, total carbs, and working to find out where my ideal level is for my body. Um, he won't tell me when that's coming, because he, he is evil but I like to think it's coming soon. That's what I like to think. Someone asked, are you worried about the possibility of gaining all the weight back? Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, and what are you doing now to ensure that you don't gain a bunch of weight back? Well, a couple, couple pieces to this. Well, first of all, yes. Um, as you know, if you know my story, you've listened to the episodes of this show, you know that I did lose all the weight in 2012, 2013, and I put it all back on very, very quickly. Um, I didn't approach it from a sustainability standpoint when it comes to this lifestyle. So I did fail. Um, And I've done that several times in my life. And what I'm doing this time to ensure that that doesn't happen, though, I I, I feel certain, one, that my mindset is different. Like I've built a a full, um, achievable lifestyle for me. But also, um, I'm working with my coach to put my maintenance phase into action. I'm being very conscious about how I approach it and how we take every decision that I make going forward. So I'm trying to be as mindful about maintenance as I was about weight loss. And I'm seeing the challenges there. And I think that's very, very, very important. It's not about hitting a finish line and and, and ending the race. It's about finding the next race that you need to run. Did it take time for you to see yourself at a normal weight? Yes. Uh, I'm still not even sure I do um, every day. So Our our perception of ourselves does take time to adjust. I definitely believe that. Um, Did you feel that you would ever get to the point that you're at now? That's a really good question. Um, And I don't want to sound egotistical, but yes, I do. I do think that I was going to succeed. I knew that I was approaching my weight loss this time for different reasons. I I realized that I was fighting for my life. And you have to believe that you're going to succeed when you're fighting for your life. I just think that you do. So I did think that I would get here. Um, do I think it would happen so fast or that I would enjoy it as much as I do? No, probably not. But uh, I'm very happy with what, how things have gone for me. This next question gets a little deep. What is the one thing losing weight has not helped that you thought, hoped it would? That's a really good question. Um, and I've seen all these before, uh, you know, as as I was translating them, not translating them, transcribing them. Um, and I think I avoid thinking about this one, um. So one thing losing weight has not helped that you thought it, it would help hope, or hoped it would. Um, I, I think there's a couple things that come into play. I think really self-esteem and body image would probably be the big thing. Um, our perception of ourselves changes um, as much as our physicality changes. And there can be times that I'm really happy and, and confident in my body. And there are times that I'm less confident. I think I was more confident when I was bigger in my body. So I think working on that self-confidence and that plays over into other areas then like relationships and finding relationships and all of that um, that we'll actually get to in another question. But I think for me, really it's about um, understanding that the mindset side of self-esteem has more to do with the mind than it does with the actual body. What's up next? Any concrete goals for the next year or two? Travel, nutrition, other. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, this is a loaded question. Um, concrete goals for the next year or two. Well, um, I want to travel. I do. I, I'd like to get to Europe. I'd like to get to Ireland. i really love to go to Disneyland Paris, uh, but I would love that feeling of being able to fly easily uh, transatlantic and not have to worry about travel. Uh, I think that would be great. Nutrition-wise, obviously, it's, it's succeed at maintenance, and I want to learn how to in- Interp- interpret, <laughs> incorporate intuitive eating back into my life so that I'm not tracking every moment, every bite. Um, personally, professionally, uh, I just want to keep doing my job and, and keep up providing good content to you all, keep the Fat I Forum alive and growing and thriving. And uh, where do I see myself in five years? I don't know. Um, I think a big part of this journey is making sure you get through the next 24 hours. So for now, that's kind of where my focus is. Um, when I know where I'll see myself in five years, I'll let you know. I'll definitely let you know. So then someone else asked a question that's related to goals. Like, as far as the gym is concerned, what are your goals for the future? Are you wanting to work on aesthetics, strength, or a hybrid of the two? And are there any other fitness-related activities you're interested in, as in running um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jazzercise, etc.? That's a good question. I think right now my goals for the gym are to continue it as a consistent part of my lifestyle, um, and continue to try to find the fun in what I do at the gym. I would eventually, once I have my relationship with my coach and I've got some more resources available, uh, possibly look into joining a different gym, leaving the planet fitness family, or at least cutting my membership down so I can hold one in instead, but, um, go to a gym that has access to some more traditional equipment, uh, be able to work on some of those, um, strength moves that I haven't been able to do yet and maybe work with a coach in that area. Um. And, and work on some strength building. I think that's really what I would like to do. Aesthetics, I, I'm covered in loose skin. There's no way I'm ever gonna have those perfect aesthetics that someone gets from the gym, but you know, I think strength is an area that I can definitely continue to work on. Um, if my knees weren't crumbling, I would love to f- eventually run. I don't think that'll happen though. Because uh, the next person asks, considering any 5K, 10K half marathons, Tough Mudders, or Spartan races, I'd like to do an obstacle race eventually. Um, probably one that's more along the lines of a 5k with, with some obstacles, not a 10k or a half marathon. I don't see that happening in my future. Next question. Uh, now that your body can take you places, where do you want it to take you? Uh, well, obviously I talked about, um, I'd like to go overseas. I'd like to use some travel there. I'm very excited to go back to KetoCon this year. Uh, don't forget in the show notes, a little plug, um, You can get tickets to KetoCon. They're still a reduced price. Uh, Probably the lowest they will be until the actual event happens, and then they won't be lower, obviously. Um, Use my link, and I get a little kickback. You get a discount. Um, It's a great, great, great event. I can't really say enough. But that will be, as much as going to Europe will be exciting if I get to do that next year, Um, KetoCon will be the highlight of my year, I'm sure, once again. It was this year, for sure. Uh, Next question. What are you going to do with the extra skin? Um, Live with it. I don't have any intentions of surgery um, unless it becomes a physical problem that, you know, my doctors say we have to deal with. I don't see about, I don't think I'm ever going to do anything with it. I had a friend who's been following me since the older days when I was bigger and my account was very different asked the question, will you ever eat a donut again? Uh, Yes, I probably will. I, I can't see myself not ever eating a donut again. But I can see that I could live if I didn't. And I think that's the distinction. So when I see a donut that might be worth having, will I have it? Probably. Um, Not a Dunkin' Donut, you know, piece of regular everyday garbage, but something special, I might. Um, But if I don't and I never do that again, I'll have to be okay with it. And I'm fine with that. I think that's my approach to food now is uh, discovering what is worth it for me, knowing how it could affect my body, how eating... You know, traditional wheat-based products could affect me. All of those things, and and just uh, trying to enjoy everything as it comes, but also realizing that things like my friend Dale, um, PRS player, he was on the podcast. That's one of the things he talks about. You know, now with his life, he's keto, but he eats non-keto foods when he determines that they're going to be worth it. And I think that's the question for me. I'm trying to answer. a puff of the cigar, and a sip of coffee, we're going to switch into some questions that you all had that were specifically about my journey, about my specific journey, not just about keto in general or maintenance, but about my journey. Did I say the word journey enough yet? I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, if you are, make sure you let me know. Don't forget, give us a rating on iTunes. Um, give us you know, as many stars as you feel the show deserves. And don't just base that off of the single gourmet episodes. Remember that I've had some really great people on here. And drop a you know a nice written review. That would be awesome. So here we go. Gourmet's Journey questions. What made me decide to do my journey naturally? Um, I think that's a question I get sometimes like, did you ever consider surgery? Um, have you thought about that? Um, I, I think one of the things that I saw as a hallmark of, of every su- truly successful and thriving person that I've seen who has had weight loss surgery is that they still had to have the right mentality and approach uh, their food choices and their life from the perspective that I would have if I was just doing it on my own. And so, I I knew I could do it. I've done it before, so I thought, why not? Also, I'm a huge chicken. Um, if you go back into some of my older episodes, I talk about you know my fear of doctors and getting over that and all of those things. I don't I don't think I could handle mentally. Um, getting ready to go through on a surgical journey. Um, I give major props to people that do. Um, did I find that I had better focus or mental clarity once I got used to keto? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, specifically, the higher fat ratio way of keto that I eat, I know gives me a better mental. Because when my coach and I have played around with like protein and fat and hired the raised up the protein, lowered the fat, um, I felt that mental clarity go away. So... I think mental focus and clarity is a huge, huge, huge benefit of keto. Another question about keto, but my journey. How long after you started keto or paleo did staying on the diet seem easier? Um, hmm, That's a good question. Honestly, I think it was six months to a year in. Like, I don't think it was quick. I think I did have to kind of get through a lot of different mental hurdles with, is this really how I eat now? Is this how I'll be eating for the rest of my life? And now it just really is um, a part of my day-to-day experience. And it comes second nature. I don't look at other foods and get jealous or anything along those lines. I I know what I can eat, and I eat what I can eat. Um, As you lost weight, have people treated you differently? How does that make you feel? And someone also asked, how has the world around you changed in the way people perceive and interact with you, and has that impacted you psychologically? Uh, these are two linked questions, so I'll kind of tackle it once. Um, honestly, I... I don't really, I've always been kind of a a gregarious, um, well-liked person. You know, as a kid, I had issues with bullying and teasing and those things. But as an adult, um, I've never felt necessarily poorly perceived because of my size in most environments. Maybe different times doing different activities or things along those lines when my weight would provide a challenge or might hinder other people. Um, But for the most part, I've never really seen it as something that held me back. Uh, I think it's really the flip side of that. It's how have I allowed um, my weight to affect how I, how I perceive how people perceive me and, and also now. So I think it's really about me adjusting to living in this body and how I interact with people and what I can do now and how I can be more, you know, a different part of, how I can be a bigger part of the world now that I'm not as big. If that, I hope that makes some sense. Um, Has my journey impacted my romantic relationships? I would have to have a romantic relationship in place to say if it impacted it. Um, So, no, Gourmet is single. Um, And I think that goes back to that self-esteem question earlier about working on that and feeling like, you know, I can get back into that sphere. But, you know, if Gourmet goes dating, I'll definitely be looking you all up for some connections. Definitely. I'll let you know. Um, I know Miles Telecron is has it as a goal of his. So, you know, we'll see when that becomes a goal and a focus of mine. Right now, I'm more thinking I'll be a hermit that lives in a cabin in the woods. I would really, really, really enjoy that. Um, speaking of Miles, here's this is one of his questions. Um, food you hated before keto, but have come to love, and vice versa. Uh, food I hated before keto. Mm, probably mm, Coconut, the coconut-based things, honestly. Um, I used to always say I hated coconut. And now coconut butter, coconut oil, um, even products that have coconut in them, I really enjoy. I think that's one of the big changes for me. Um, I liked things like Brussels sprouts and cabbage and all those foods before. Um, Fish is probably something I've come to enjoy a lot more as well, I would say. Fish and seafood and shellfish, that kind of thing. Uh, A food, I guess, that I loved and now that I hate... um, kind of, I don't know. I really don't think there's any foods that I hate. Like I don't like to think about food that way. Um, There's foods I choose not to eat because I know they don't make me feel good. So I know when I eat grains, I feel like crap for days, like almost hungover. So I guess grains will be on that list. Another question. Uh, A time you failed and what you learned from it to help you succeed. Um, Well, obviously, I failed uh, miserably in 2013 when I had gotten down to 210 pounds and within six months was 480 pounds. Um, I rapidly regained weight because I put nothing in place to help me prepare for life after weight loss. And what I've done this time is I've ensured that I'm working with a coach and that we have a solid plan in place to build my maintenance plan and build the tools I need to be successful for the rest of my life. I think it's important to reflect on those moments where you feel like you failed, whether they're big or small. Uh, Find the lessons and move forward with those lessons best moment during your journey best moment during my journey Mm. I think the best moment in my journey is probably when I when I got below the 210 pound mark Uh, because previously 210 pounds was my lowest weight that I got to in 2013 and when I really screwed everything up and I think proving to myself that I could get there again was a big deal Uh, a very 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 big deal and now will my weight stay below that? I don't know. You know, as we move into maintenance and I realize that, you know, some pounds might come back with working more on muscle and strength. Um, that's okay. But that was a big moment, proving to yourself that, you know, you, you crashed and burned, but you were able to pick yourself up and, and head back down that road again. Um, that felt really good. That was something that I'm really honestly proud of. This question, um, have you got that, that letter you wrote to your family when you were big? Did you ever read it and wonder where you would be now if you hadn't made the change you did? If, you, if you're not sure about this, if you go in back to my 540-pound life episode, or almost a lot, every episode, I talk about when I was heavier, uh, when I was 500, when I was, you know, in that 500-pound range, I used to keep a letter by my bedside that I wrote to my family. That was for them if I didn't wake up in the morning, because I was convinced there was going to be a day that I didn't wake up in the morning. Um, that letter was a cowardly piece of shit move. my part and it was really my way of trying to make myself feel better about what I would do to my family if I died. Plain and simple. Uh, It was selfish and it was about a month into um, my weight loss journey, my new journey, that I took that letter outside uh, with my cigar lighter and I burned it. I burned it up in the parking lot where I was living. Um, I didn't want that to exist anymore in this universe because that kind of crap doesn't need to exist there you go and one last question about my journey before we move into some miscellaneous questions um, I want to know if you coach hmm that's a good question I would say right now I support a lot of people but I'm not officially anyone's coach that's not something I'm doing you know kind of any official capacity will it happen um, I think it will I really would love to do that I'd love to get into a place to be able to offer that support to people especially to people that have journeys ahead of them that are like mine, that, you know, are not going to kind of reach the, their goals in a month um, and need help building longer sustained habits and need help building longer sustainable strategies for tackling the issues that you face when you're starting out at 400, 500, 600 pounds. So I do think that is something that will be coming. In what form and, and how I'll go about doing that, I honestly have no idea. Um but I would really like to see that happening. And like the, one of the earlier questions asked, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I would like to, you know, kind of be established doing that then. Um, I, I think I have something unique to offer in in that sphere, having been there and having gone through this and and bring that experience and also bring a sensitivity to the experience of others um, who really don't know where to go to get started. So I, I don't right now, so I'm not currently a coach, but... Um, I think I would like to be, if you think I should be, let me know, hit me up on Instagram, you know, talk to me about that. Tell me what you think. If you think I could do that, uh, you know, my Instagram account, Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can also get feedback on the questions I've been asking on this episode and ask any more that you have. I love to interact with people on there. Let's get into some miscellaneous questions. Okay. We're in the home stretch of the episode, people, the home stretch. This isn't going to be an incredibly long one. Don't worry. So the first question was, do you cook your food? I took this out of, like, the keto and diet things because I've been cooking my food since I was, like, 10 or 11 years old. Um, When my parents separated, my mom had to work a lot of jobs to take care of us, um, and I took over cooking for me and my sister. Um, It's something that I've always kind of loved and had a passion for. Um, When I was bigger, um, I used to cook a lot of my food. I loved to make elaborate gourmet meals, and as I've been losing weight, I've loved investigating new ingredients and new techniques and finding new sources of of ingredients and testing all different kinds of meats and vegetables and all kinds of different dishes. So I do cook my own food for the most part. Uh, This past week, um, being around my family and having to support them, I haven't done a lot of cooking and I missed it. So I'm very excited for this week ahead for me because I'm gonna be back in the kitchen. What do I do for a living? Well, during the day, I work in marketing. I work for a construction company, a general contractor primarily commercial work. And I work on our website and our social media and our branding and all of those things. I, I help support our recruiting efforts. Um, I also, several nights a week, host trivia. You might have seen me post pictures on Instagram about that. I'm a trivia host a couple nights a week. I, I enjoy doing that. It pays me some cash, but also gives me a different experience interacting with people up next. What do we got next? Uh, CBD oil. CBD oil. What do you use it for? What benefits have you seen from using it? Um, Well, I do use CBD oil twice a day. I take a dropper. Um, I usually use the Santa Cruz Medicinals. They're not a sponsor, but I I love Santa Cruz Medicinals. I think they source their products really well and are very transparent in their ingredients and all of that. Um, And I use it primarily for helping with, I had heard that it could help with inflammation and pain. I was addicted to Tylenol and Advil and those kinds of things and I've basically eliminated those from my life. Um, I take the CBD and that seems to help me especially with recovery. I take it in the morning after I work out and I take it at night before I go to bed. Uh, It also helps with a little bit of relaxation and helping with anxiety when I go to sleep. So I think that's a a definite plus. I know some people use it and love it. Um, My dad had a nagging shoulder injury. He was a tennis player but he hurt himself at work and um, could not rotate his shoulder and eventually decided he saw the benefits I had using it and decided to start using it for himself. And now he has full rotation and mobility on his shoulder by keeping up using it regularly. So for some people, it really can have a great effect. For others, uh, I know people that have taken it and said it doesn't. So I think it's one of those things where it's a your mileage may vary. Check it out for yourself. Um, Here's an appropriate question for today. How long have you been smoking cigars? Um, it's fun that my, my Instagram account is my life. I share everything in my life. Um, and I enjoy a good cigar. I'm enjoying one right now. Um, I have for many, many years. Um, obviously, sometimes as kids, we experiment with the cheaper stuff. Um, but I would say around college, I started discovering you know nicer cigars and that there can be worth investing time and money in. Um, I find it's a great kind of way to force the world to slow down and give you that time. Um, And I enjoy the the people you meet and talk to in that community. So um, I would say it's been, how old am I? I'm 46. So it's probably been 25 years um, or so that I've been smoking them on and off. Um, Different periods, not really as much, other periods more, depends on the day and time, I guess, the mood I'm in. Here's a good question. Why do you always make funny faces on Instagram? And they put funny faces in quotes. I mean, maybe my face is just funny. But I think they're talking about the gourmet smirk. Um, I don't know. That's become my signature. Um, I, I, It's probably also a big part of that, you know, playing the self-deprecating clown that we all go through when we're bigger. Um, it just has carried on the smaller my face has gotten. Um, A.D. Keto. Aaron asked this question. He won't mind if I say his name. Uh, Your old shirts, do you save them, toss them, donate them, make a quilt or a handkerchief? Um, Most of them I've donated. Uh, One of the things I learned through a friend is that most of the homeless shelters in this area do have bigger people in them and don't have clothes for them. So I've been donating most of my useful clothes, bigger clothes. I've saved a couple outfits and shirts that kind of have sentimental meaning. Um, One, because it's nice to put them on and be dramatic every so often. Remind me where I came from. And... um, Will I incorporate them into a a blanket or something someday? I don't know if I have enough of them left, but you never know. Uh, There's some great resources out there for doing that now. So we have a lot of options, a lot of options. Let's turn the page and get to the last, last, last four questions. One of the members of the Nitro Gang asked, if you don't know what the Nitro Gang is, get to my Instagram, check out Nitro Cold Brew, hashtag Nitro Gang. We like the nitro coffee. Uh, what would you do with the cash if you had won the lottery? Now it's funny when I used to think about this, I used to think that I would go and I'd, I'd quit my job and spend a year living at Disney world. Um, I saw someone did that once. I thought that that would be exciting. Um, now, um, I don't think I'd quit work per se. I'd probably be able to, I'd probably try to devote work to being something that I could do, you know, from a place of, I enjoy everything a hundred, you know, a hundred percent of the time, all the time. Um, like coaching and something along those lines. Uh, but I I would love, love, love to get more connected to nature. It's something I always avoided because I was bigger. So I would love to, uh, you know, take a year and stay in a cabin in the woods, uh, maybe with somewhere nice nearby to swim, um, learn a little bit about hunting, um, and really just be able to contemplate life for some time. So if I won that lottery, I'd definitely be taking a year Uh, away from it all Uh, maybe I read a book during that time I think that could be fun too what's next Um, when are you having ARP Daddy back on Um, John Arpino who's been on this show twice Um, let me see who asked this question oh wait it was John himself who asked this question Uh, John when am I having you back on the podcast Um, maybe when you do something that's worth having you back on for buddy okay you do stuff like that all the time I'll have you back on soon. Actually, John just went through skin removal surgery, his first of of several, so I think it could be a good time to have him come back on and talk about what going through that was like. Uh, If you want to hear me talk to John about skin removal surgery, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, Gourmet Goes Keto, or hit him up, Jay Journey. Tell him that you want back on this show, okay? That you want him back on the show. Um, We're down to the last two, well, one of the questions is going to lead to some more, but the last question, miscellaneous question, is where did the name Gormy come from? Um, My last name is Gorman, G-O-R-M-A-N. And so Gormy kind of is a natural derivative there. Um, It actually came from Instagram itself. Uh, I had made myself the Instagram name Gormandizer. I was Gormandizer73 was my Instagram handle. And uh, I've got a group of of good guys that I talk to a lot. Um, You know, some of my, you know, OG Instagram brothers, um, Rob and Ralph and, and Frank and James and, and, you know, a lot of, you know, there's just, you know, the Ross family, they're out there. Um, Peter, you know, Michael, they're all, they're a bunch of guys, cousins, and we connected and they started calling me gourmet and so when I was looking to change my name, I, um, You know, it might even, I don't know if it might have been Frankie who put that out there, but um, I just, or it probably was Ralph, really. Um, And Gourmet stuck. I wanted to incorporate keto, so Gourmet Goes Keto became what it is, you know. And people just started calling me Gourmet and calling me Gourmet and uh, never really asking what my real first name is. And um, when I went to KetoCon this year, uh, people, more people call me gourmet than anything else, so uh, gourmet it is. I, I like it. I like it. And then one last final question, and it's appropriate that this is the last question of the episode as we come to the end. Um, ben, the Primal Bro, another great coach out there. If you're interested, talk to Ben at Primal Bro on Instagram. He said, I want your answers to the Fat Guy 5. And as you know, the Fat Guy 5 is the final closing element of every episode of the Fat Guy Forum. So first, let me say thank you to everyone uh, for so many of your questions today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to think about me and what you want me to talk about. I've got some great interviews coming up on the show. Some more awesome guys um, to talk to me about their experiences and journeys. And let's dive into Gourmet's answers to the Fat Guy 5, and then we'll close this out, okay? So the first question in the Fat Guy Five, question number one is always, living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? And that's a really good question. Um, When I first thought of this question, I thought about, is it someone from my family? Um, Because there have been several bigger guys in my family um, who were kind of prominent figures in in my development. Um, Was it a professional wrestler? Um, because I used to be big into pro wrestling, especially in the eighties. Um, is it, you know, everyone gives the answers, you know, the actors, Chris Farley, John Candy, uh, all of those guys, uh, Marlon Brando, Orson Welles, some, some fantastic people out there. Um, my favorite fat guy, hmm. I'm, hmm. I'm going to go, here's, this is, we're going to take this back a little bit. My favorite fat guy is going to be my eighth grade science teacher. Uh, my eighth grade science teacher was a big, big guy, uh, very large guy. Um, and he was one of the first adults that basically told me to not let anyone give me any crap because of my size. I'm not sure if he knew the impact he had on me by doing that or, you know, um, how it actually helped me a lot in school uh, to have someone who, you know, was of, you know, was a fat guy say, you know, don't take any crap from anyone. You know, they, they can't. They don't let them give you that. And, you know, we had those discussions a couple, you know, not a lot, but every so often. Um, and um, it just was something that I really think influenced and helped me um, to know that I needed to, you know, if I didn't care for myself, no one else was going to. Uh, So that's my answer to that question. Uh, Question number two, um, thinking back to when I was bigger, what was my quintessential fat guy meal? Um, I think it's perfect this time of year. It's November. Um, My quintessential fat guy meal was always the day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was spent with family. The day after Thanksgiving, I always had the day off and I had it alone. And I would replicate Thanksgiving dinner for myself because that is my favorite meal of the year. And I remember several years making an entire small turkey or large turkey breast, you know, six to eight pounds just for myself with mashed potatoes, all my favorite side dishes, all my favorite desserts, um, and I would eat the whole thing. Um, I can't think of anything much more fat guy than that. I can't. I just can't. Um, So let's move into the next three questions of the fat guy five. Um, Number one tip for someone Question number three, number one tip for someone who is looking to make a change, fat guy out there who's looking to make a change. I like this question, Um, but I think my answer is very similar to one that a lot of people on the show have given before. Um, It's get started, like find your plan, put it in place. Is it Weight Watchers? Is it Keto? Is it Jenny Craig? Is it Slim Fast? Is it, if it fits your macros? Put a plan into place and take some action. Stop making excuses. Stop waiting for Monday. Just freaking do it. Um, no one can do it but you. And you need to just get yourself up off your butt and get moving. Get going. Now, the next question What resource, podcast, influencer, people would you recommend to someone who's looking for motivation? Hmm. This is a good question. I'm going to answer this in the context, I think, of, um, you know, knowing that this is the fat guy form, and we talk about the stories of, of, of big guys. Um, for me, um, or maybe this is, I think this really relates to for everyone. Um, I think the biggest change and motivating factor for me in my journey has been my discovery of stoicism and stoic philosophy. Um, it's something that I came upon more when I was in the hospital, thought I was dying, um, and, and I read the book The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, I would love to have a discussion with Ryan Holiday someday. If you, so if anyone out there knows him, you know, he has a series of books now that have been out there. Obstacle is the Way, um, Stillness is the Key, uh, The Daily Stoic. Uh, I think get yourself a book like The Daily Stoic or Get the Obstacle is the Way um, and look into, you know, the, the writings of, of, of these stoic philosophers and realize that they apply to us today and to everything that we do. Um, they help me realize that I can only control myself and how I react to the world. I, I can't control the world or what happens. So why am I going to put so much energy into that worry when I'm controlling the things that I can? And the other things are, are going to happen no matter what. You know, memento mori, uh, we're all, we're all, remember that you're going to die. We're all going to die. And that's one of the things I think is really important to realize that like stoicism isn't about telling you to live each day like it's a party, but to live each day like it's going to be the last day of your life. And is this how you want the last day of your life to be remembered? Think about that. And the last question for the Fat Guy 5 is what is one non-weight loss or fitness related goal you have for the next year? Hmm. non-fitness or weight loss related but i think for over the next year i would like well i i i've mentioned this already i think travel is a big thing for me i think getting to europe is probably for the in the next year is one of my big goals you know making that happen so you've heard it here Gormy gourmet's going to go europe gourmet goes europe i want to go to ireland specifically you know where my my ancestry is from and be able to walk around and explore and really just enjoy myself. So I think that's my goal for the next year that I'll put out there, put out into the universe to try to make that happen. There we go. So thank you if you've hung in for this special Q&A episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. Uh, I can't wait to sit down now here and just listen to how this sounds, make sure the sound is good, there isn't too much background noise, all that. As I mentioned, I am at Tammany Hall, my favorite cigar bar. Um, having a cup of coffee and a good cigar, and enjoying some time with you. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the time that you spend with the Fat Guy Forum. Like I said, please give us a rating on iTunes. You can reach out to me, keto on Instagram. You can go Keto on Twitter. You can also email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com. So until next time, my friends, remember, you are amazing people. Ask yourself some of these questions and see what your answers will be, and do something today to amaze yourself. This is Gourmet, I'll be seeing y'all real, real soon.